Loving Father in heaven, we thank you for your mercy bestowed upon us in that you have given us the privilege of life. Please, Father, bless us with spiritual life also. In your word, it is said that we shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us, and as many as received you, you give power to become sons of God. Please, Lord, speak your words which are spirit and life to us that we may have this power to be sons of God indeed. As we go through our devotion, put your words in our mouth that we may speak words of life that will be indeed power that will help us become sons and daughters of God. Do this and take the glory. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage January 17 Home again For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, but every man in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 22 and 23 Amid the reeling of the earth, the flash of lightning, and the roar of thunder, the voice of the Son of God calls forth the sleeping saints. The dead shall hear that voice, and they that hear shall live, and the whole earth shall ring with the tread of the exceeding great army of every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. All come forth from their graves the same in stature as when they entered the tomb. Adam, who stands among the risen throng, is of lofty height and majestic form, in stature but little below the Son of God. He presents a marked contrast to the people of later generations. In this one respect is shown the great degeneracy of the race but all rise with the freshness and vigor of eternal youth. All blemishes and deformities are left in the grave. Restored to the tree of life in the long-lost Eden, the redeemed will grow up to the stature, to the full stature of the race in its primeval glory. As the ransomed ones are welcomed to the city of God, there rings out upon the air an exultant cry of adoration. The two Adams are about to meet. The Son of God is standing with outstretched arms to receive the Father of our race, the being whom He created, who sinned against His Maker and for whose sin the marks of the crucifixion are borne upon the Savior's form. As Adam discerns the prince of the cruel nails, he does not fall upon the bosom of his Lord, but in humiliation casts himself at his feet, crying, Worthy, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Tenderly, the Savior lifts him up and bids him look once more upon the Eden home from which he has so long 
been exiled. This reunion is witnessed by the angels who wept at the fall of Adam and rejoiced when Jesus, after his resurrection, ascended to heaven. Having opened the grave for all who should believe on his name, now they behold the work of redemption accomplished and they unite their voices in the song of praise. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Home Again, and the home again here is for Adam. Adam, who we have been talking about along with his wife Eve, one day will be restored to their Eden home and it will be a glorious day. I look forward to being there and I hope that we all will be there on that day to see him, Adam, and to see that lamb that was slain. Our key text is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22 and 23, and it says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, but every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. When Adam and Eve sinned, the Lord made a promise to them. Specifically to Eve, the Lord said in Genesis 3 verse 15, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, when this promise was made, like I've said earlier, God was speaking to the serpent and clearly stated here that he will put enmity between the serpent's seed and the woman specifically. Eve will be thinking here that the woman being referred to is herself and then God said thou shall bruise his heel and it shall bruise thy head that is the seed Eve is then thinking oh I'm going to have a child that will deliver us from this our grievous sin when Cain was born they thought that he was going to be the one but they were greatly disappointed now after God pronounced that there is enmity between the devil and humanity, he later did something else to impress on their hearts the promise of a coming Messiah. In Genesis 3 verse 21, we see something there where it says, Unto Adam, also unto his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. Adam had to slay a lamb that day that lamb represented the Messiah that was to come. From that lamb, the Lord made coats of skin to cover Adam and his wife Eve as they were not properly covered. That was the first time that Adam witnessed death. He saw blood flowing out of a lamb and the Lord made him understand that without shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. 
that he, God, is going to have to come down as a man and his blood will have to be shed and then Adam's sin can be forgiven. The Lord forgave them that day but the consummation of the act that was supposed to be to deliver them from their sins was not yet done. It was something to happen in the future but God gave them a practice which they must do consistently to show their belief in the Messiah to come. And that practice was the slaying of lambs. The lamb was slain and blood shed and flowed. You can imagine the sorrow that Adam and Eve had in seeing that death of that lamb. The Lord took that lamb and the skin of the lamb was used to make, a, make coats for Adam and Eve and clothed them. Year after year, Adam continued to slay lambs as the son which he thought was going to be the Messiah, Cain, rebelled and the second son, Abel, killed. They, we came back to square one. Child after child was born. Seth was born. Enos was born. Mahalel was born. Canaan was born. Enoch was born. Jared, Methuselah, they all were born but none of them were the promised seed. Adam lived for long and didn't see that seed. Who is the seed of the woman who here is supposed to bruise the Satan's head? Like I said, there was a lamb that was slain that day. This lamb represents the seed which was to come and take the place of man and die for man's sin. For 930 years, Adam and Eve also, for as long as she lived, waited for that promised seed but didn't live to see him until the day they looked for death as the earth had gotten too corrupt. This seed later came many years after Adam had died. Christ is that seed and he came in sinful flesh and condemned sin in the flesh. On the cross, he paid the price for that sin that Adam committed. You know that Jesus died for just that sin. Every other sin is a consequence of that Adam's sin. The one sin that triggered the death of Jesus is not all the crimes and great evils that are going on today. They have their consequences, yes, but the death of Jesus happened because of Adam's sin. Even if there was no other sinner in the earth and Adam lived his life till the day he died without committing one more sin and so with Cain and Abel and all the evil people, even if we were all ever so holy and ever so good, that wouldn't change the fact that the lamb will have to be slain, that Jesus will have to die for that one sin that was committed in Eden. Be the world ever so righteous, be it ever so holy, be it ever so sanctified that there is no sin in any man ever since the day that Adam committed that sin. Jesus would still have had to die because the wages of sin is death. The sin that Adam committed demanded his own death. But Jesus said, no, instead of you dying, I will die. Slay lambs as a representative. Let it teach you the lesson that the wages of sin is death. And Adam was waiting 930 years. He didn't see that lamb. Like I've said, that seed, that lamb is Jesus Christ. We see in the book of Romans 16 verse 20, Paul alluding to this says, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. So who is bruising Satan? The God of peace shall bruise Satan. But he's doing it for us. So that's why he says, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan 
under your feet. God is the one doing the bruising, but it is on our account. He shall do it shortly, like he says. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. This God of peace is Jesus himself, the second Adam. We already read Romans 5 verse 17, which says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's sin, one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45 to 49 says, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. How be it that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, which is Adam, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Amen. This first and the second Adam are being referred to here, which is Adam himself and Jesus Christ. For 930 years of his life, Adam had slain lambs in faith and hope of the coming Messiah. This was always a hard lesson for him. Questions may have risen in his heart and his mind concerning the consummation of this promise and the true fulfillment of the Lamb that will die for the sins of the world. And when Christ will come the second time now, Christ will resurrect Adam. Now he is resurrected, we read from Conflict and Courage, page 23, paragraph 5. As the ransomed ones are welcomed to the city of God, there rings out upon the air an exultant cry of adoration. The two Adams are about to meet. The Son of God is standing with outstretched arms to receive the Father of our race, the being whom he created, who sinned against his Maker, and for whose sin the marks of the crucifixion are borne upon the Savior's form. Now listen, it says, As Adam descends the prince of the cruel nails, he does not fall upon the bosom of his Lord, but in humiliation casts himself at his feet, crying, Worthy, worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Tenderly, the Savior lifts him up and bids him look once more upon the Eden home from which he has so long been exiled. End of quote. Home at last. The home that Adam lost because of his sin. At last, he is brought back to Eden. Remember that this home is no small home. We have already studied in the book of Ezekiel 28 that Eden is the garden of God. That place was no small place to behold. It is indeed the home of God himself because when we read the book of Revelation 21, you see that the throne of God is in that place. There is where we have the tree of life. There is where 
God himself dwells. Adam will be brought back to his home and the original plan that God had for man will come to pass. And while Adam cried, worthy, worthy is the lamb that was slain, it, that was slain, it is because of the lesson that he was taught from the day that he sinned in slaying that lamb. Now he sees the true lamb of God. All the lambs that he had slain for 930 years of his life, he now sees that his hope was not in vain. He now sees that his faith has come to reality. Amen. So may it be with all of us who will like Adam have faith in that lamb that was slain. Adam looked forward to the coming of Jesus and was slain those lambs. We may look backward to the Christ who came and died on the cross of Calvary for our sins. Romans 5 verse 20 tells us, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did abound much more. Amen. Adam sinned, and where his sin abounded, grace was there for him. And we also have sinned. The Lord will give us the grace. And what is this grace? Titus chapter 2 verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared to all men. Verse 12 is teaching us that denying all ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Amen. So the grace is not excuse to sin, but the grace that abounds is power. When sin increases, God will give power to meet the increase of that sin so that we can subdue it. And it happened for Adam and that is why he will be in the world made new. He will be resurrected. We can only look forward to this day. We all may look forward to this day when the two Adams meet. Only those who, in spite of their shameful mistakes and errors, hold fast to God and receive pardon and grace from Him will live to see this day. It was on account of Adam's sin that many today are lost, but Adam himself who sinned will be saved. Let us not look down on anyone on account of their sins. You may feel like you have not done as badly as your brother or sister, but if you don't repent of your sins, no matter how small that sin is, it will destroy you and you will not be in the kingdom of God. And he whose sins are great, no matter how great that sin is, if you repent and believe in that lamb that was slain, you will be saved. The race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong. The Bible says the first shall be last and the last first. Adam, who is the greatest perhaps of all sinners, who on his account many are going to be lost, he will be saved. So no man is the better. Let us all walk out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Adam has run his race and he finished it well. We have our own race to run. Let us end it well, so that we with Adam shall see Jesus on that fateful day. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 Take courage, my brother. And take courage, my sister. The Lord be with you. Amen. Let us pray. Our loving Father in heaven, we all look forward to that day when the two Adams will meet. We hope that by your grace, every sin and besetment in our lives shall be overcome, that we may be counted worthy to be with you in your kingdom. 
please help us now lord we are still on this earth we have our own race to run adam as sinful as he was the one for whom the whole earth is suffering today he is going to make it we have our own race to run lord we pray that we like faithful adam will end our race well that we shall have faith in you and overcome every besetment in our lives please do this for us O lord and take the glory in jesus name i've prayed Amen.